0: who were preacher fans the only dudes who could ever teach me were some guys who were preacher fans yes they were they were oh yes they were
1: that's a podcast theme right there welcome to preacher man a podcast about amc's show preacher i'm alex I'm Justin, and also Pete. (laughs) Well, Pete is with the good Lord. This episode is off uh, worshiping something, religious retreat, something, something that I'll figure out later. Uh, But So it's just me and Justin talking about the... uh, I I still can't figure out the numbering, how we want to call it. I guess the fifth episode called South Will Rise Again. Uh, Now, last episode, just to give everybody a little bit of a recap... Uh, I think the big thing that everybody needs to know is Jesse, who is this preacher who's been endowed with some sort of power, some entity is living inside of him, that allows him to convince people to do things or force people to do things or something like that. Uh, He used it to make uh, Odin Kincannon, played by Jackie Earl Haley, who is the preeminent businessman in town, say that he will in fact serve God, which... Is a huge moment. It's basically do or die for Jesse as he made a bet with Kin Cannon saying, if you don't uh, give in to religion by the end of my sermon, uh, by the time you leave my church, then you can have all of my land. So it happened and he turned around his mind, and now here we are where Jesse is a rock star in Anvil. Uh, what do you think about this turn? What do you think about what's going on with Jesse right now, Justin?
0: Uh I like it a lot. Um I feel like though he's he's being set up. He's getting so cocky uh that something terrible is going to happen. Yeah, if the voice were, of,
1: <laughs> oh I was just gonna I say said, if there was only some sort of Bible thing about pride and falling after it or something like that. Regs you know what?
0: I gotta reread that Bible.
1: Yeah. Oh it's a good book.
0: <laughs> yeah, thank you for loaning me yours.
1: Yeah, no problem. It's uh I've read it so many times, it's so dog eared. I love jesus Uh yeah great he's, he's a my, main character he's, a, he's very important and we should
0: do a podcast that's a chapter by chapter breakdown of the bible
1: has this, anybody done that i'm sure somebody has to have done that right
0: i don't know that'd be a great way to like um become very popular or unpopular in the christian community
1: <laughs> possibly i thought you were gonna say it'd be a great way to kill some time just chill out and recap the Bible bit yeah. by bit. Uh, let's, sorry, I interrupted. You were talking about Jesse and his current status quo. Um, yeah, I think uh,
0: there's trouble coming for him, it seems like. And we're learning more about him that he is uh, like really dealing with some daddy issues, perhaps, mm-hmm. um, and trying to do what his father never could, which is make church cool again
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, in this town. Make church great again.
1: Oh, I see. Uh, what you're getting so at. Uh,
0: I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm excited to see where he where it goes. And this episode um, uh, told us a lot.
1: Yeah, I did, uh, and we should come back to the opening scene in a moment. But I did really like uh, last episode of the podcast, which I'm sure you listened to in the past half hour since I posted it. Um, and we talked a little bit about Emily and the character of Emily and how she's good, but she doesn't quite fit into the show. But that said, the scene with Emily and Jesse at the diner where the kids are like, "Wow, is that Jesse? Hey, we have a question, preacher." I thought that was really funny. It uh, listen, I didn't grow up in the biggest town, but I grew up in a town on Long Island that wasn't that far from New York City, so I'm not totally used to small town life, so I don't know how accurate that is. How much kids in a town would say, "Hey preacher, why don't you come hang out with us at our diner booth and chat with us about moral issues? Doesn't that sound like a fun brunch?" Is that is that a thing that happens?
0: Justin? Well, now? I grew up I grew up in a very small town and there aren't a lot of people who become popular cuz no one really sees each other very often. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think yes, the uh, the preacher in town or the minister or whatever would be like a well-known person. As far as kids being like Hey, Mr. Preacher, I've got a moral ambiguity. I need some sorting out. I don't think that would happen.
1: Sorry to interrupt. This is a real-world thing that's (laughs) happening, but it is appropriate to the religion thing, so I wanted to mention it. I have ended up on a text chain from some lady named Tanera who uh, keeps talking about her church barbecue and wanting me to help with her church barbecue. And no matter how many times anybody texts to be like, you have seven wrong numbers, she keeps... Asking us. Uh I just got a text from her saying, Hi, I spoke with Cherish. Is everyone still available to help tomorrow? Uh sorry to the person who I have the wrong number in this group. Um Well, wow, that sounds like a prank. It does sound like a prank. Uh, game setup will begin at eleven thirty outside of the church. Please be prompt and hydrated. Um she does say they're gonna be playing Cornhole, so that seems pretty exciting.
0: We should go. What a progressive church that is into cornhole.
1: Yeah, cornhole. Uh, Our job is to create an environment of godly fun and excitement. I look forward to seeing you 1130 a.m. Sunday. Tanera. Tanera, I apologize for blowing up your spot on our incredibly popular preacher podcast, but I I thought it was important to bring up right now.
0: Uh, Yeah, give me the address. I'll go. Uh,
1: She hasn't sent the address yet.
0: Yeah, hook me up. Hey, can you add me? Can you add me to the chain? Yeah, absolutely. I want to get in on this. Uh,
1: Hey, uh, what should I call you when I add you? Um, Call me Arseface. Arseface. Hey, my friend Arseface is also available if you want to play. He's really good at cornhole. He's
0: great at Cornhole.
1: Great at Cornhole. I heard somebody... This is going way afield. I heard somebody call that Cornhole for the first time last week. So it's weird that I then got a text about it. You didn't know what Cornhole was? Well, I knew what Cornhole was, but I always just... uh, I don't think I had a name for it so much. as like a beanbag game. Like, I always called it the beanbag game.
0: Uh, Well, uh, you should get more beanbag games in your life uh, so that you don't don't have just the one.
1: Uh,
0: I always feel uncomfortable calling it cornhole because it's like butthole yeah yeah yep yeah. and uh people talk about it very like let's play cornhole with my family
1: yeah
0: we're gonna Ooh. put these beanbags to this butthole
1: yep really uh really played a great game of cornhole with my family the other day Nail- nailed all the holes uh let's get back to preacher baby so Before we get back to Jesse and what's going on with Jesse, we should talk about the opening scene with the cowboy because they're really opening that up a lot this episode. We see him get to Ratwater. He's trying to get medicine for his family. Uh, And then he sees some horrible shit happening in a back room, decides to protect another family against his better interests, and because of that is too late to save his own family and they die. How do you feel about this scene?
0: Uh, great, uh, great scene. I really like the, the lone cowboy stuff. I still don't know a lot about what it means. Um, mm-hmm. uh, my prediction from before was that he was, uh, had the same power that Jesse ha- has back in the past. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, uh, we'll see, or maybe like, we're going to learn why that he's somehow related to Jesse or how is how Jesse ends up with the power, um, that he has. Uh, but, unclear at the moment but i love these scenes uh it's very like old man logan esque. like he seems he's brooding he's got problems uh it's fucked up to shoot a man's horse yeah uh, or any any a woman's horse anybody's horse a
1: child's horse a horse's horse yeah it's it's like if a horse is riding another horse and you shoot the horse he's riding yeah exactly that'd be pretty bad horse-on-horse,
0: uh, action. And I love this this shot so beautifully. The shot of the crows coming out of the, uh, the chimney at the end of the, Mm -hmm. that sequence is so cool.
1: Yeah. And this stuff, I think I can say this without spoilers, but this is, this comes from a one shot special that they did, uh, well into the run of preacher after they had introduced this character in the book. Uh, but it's real faithful. It's real faithful to the look of the comic book and it 's real faithful to the plot as well, and this story it's just it 's so sad it 's so i mean like you said it 's so typical it 's old man logan it 's unforgiven it 's all of these cowboy stories that you 've seen in Middle age times, but it works every single time and yeah uh, it, yeah it 's great um. All right, back to the present. So uh, we should get back to Jesse in a second, but we should probably talk about Arseface, actually, uh, before we send him to this church picnic that I've been invited to. Um, Because this is a big episode for him. How do you feel about Arseface's arc? It's very weird to say Arseface and arc in a row. Arse arc. Yeah, there you
0: go. I, I like this character a lot. I feel like um, it, it's hard to watch him a lot because you can. He's just he feel you feel so bad for him uh, constantly. Um, but he this is an, uh, things seem to be turning around a little bit thanks to Jesse using his power to get uh, uh, to get the woman to forgive Tracy Loach's mom, right? To yep. forgive him, or is it Tracy Loach? Yeah,
1: yeah, it's Tracy Loach. to forgive him. Well, because just sorry, just take a step back. So, in the first episode, second episode, we got introduced to Tracy, who was in a coma, uh, and it turns out this episode that she and Eugene are connected. This is the episode where we found it out, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Um, The thing—it's interesting that you say you feel bad for Arseface. Because I don't think he feels bad for himself. You know, he did what he did. He shot himself in the face. He looks terrible now. But he doesn't seem too bummed out or sad about it. Mostly, he wants to make everybody else around him happy. And that, if anything, seems to be his problem. Particularly with his dad. There's that scene where uh, Eugene is trying to cut his dad's food. And his dad flips out. Um... What do you think was going on there and how do you feel about that relationship?
0: I just think that everyone's burdened by what he did. Like I, I take what you're saying that uh, he seems to be at peace, that he he did something where he sinned and he, his punishment is to have the, his face be like that. Um, and he seems like this is what it is. I'm just going to be a good person and make the world a better place. But everyone else hasn't is not at peace with what happened. Uh, to him, or because of him, I guess.
1: Yeah, in a a way, though, that says more about the other people than it does about him, right? I mean, I don't know. I I don't really have a cohesive thought about this, but this is something that becomes a problem when people uh, attempt suicide or commit suicide. Problem is a weird word to use, probably, but that other people make it about them, right? You know, they don't yeah. actually delve into what is the root issue? Why did this person do it? And at least what I'm getting with Eugene is exactly like you said that whatever led him to this deed, we don't necessarily know yet. Um, whatever led him to this deed, he is, he's past it. You know, he did it, he survived, and he came through the other side. And to me, I feel like. Everybody else should get over it. They're being selfish to make the rest of his life about this thing that he did.
0: And if this show is about like religion or Christianity or I mean it's weird because it's a show's like it's all about like Jesse's trying to get uh, more people in church, there's angels, it's it's very rooted in like Christianity, but they don't really talk about it hardly at all or like it's just we're seeing this action happen, but Eugene uh feels like the only like good Christian in the whole show. Everyone else is just caught up in their own shit. Selfish. He's the one who is like trying to do the right thing is like at peace with the sins that he's had. Like, and I think that's, that's interesting. That's weird.
1: Yeah, I agree. Uh, just a quick update. Natasha is available to help at the church event tomorrow. Um, and, uh, Tanira is very excited about that. Oh, man. And then when
0: Natasha shows up, you know that party's going to be (laughs)
1: dropping. I want to write them back and say, hey, you have another wrong phone number. Please take me off of this. But I don't think I I say let it
0: play out. Yeah, I I think you should promise to bring, like, the best potato salad in the county.
1: Yeah. Who should should I say I am, though? This is Eugene. I'm Eugene. I'll say, hey, this is Eugene. Or, I mean,
0: what's a good name that would be at a church Uh,
1: Hamburger. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. All right. I think that'll sell it. Um, well, let's move on. So what else should we talk about? We should talk about uh, Tulip and Cassidy, probably, because some big stuff happened with them this episode.
0: Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, I, th- I feel like Tulip is coming into – she's really bumping up against Jesse's new role. Mm-hmm. And it's building – I feel like it's really building toward a head. It doesn't come in this episode, but uh, something's up
1: yeah I mean tulip is tulip is pretty interesting to to get a handle on regardless I'm sorry I keep getting texted by this chain and it keeps distracting me uh, tulip is hard to get a handle on because I mean it clearly as we found out last episode she doesn't just have a previous relationship with Jesse they've known each other pretty much the entire lives together and that she's finding him in this place where not only is he a preacher, but also something is going on with him that she doesn't even know about, which is this power that's inside of him. Uh, it's, a, it's forcing her to make what I would say not knowing her beforehand are probably some worse-than-normal decisions, I would say. Yeah. Uh, so, like, for example, she ends up it's probably generous to call it sleeping with, but she ends up sleeping with Cassidy in this episode. Um, yeah. What do you, what do you think is going on there? How did you take that particular scene?
0: Uh, I feel like it's, uh, like they're bonding over their connection to Jesse. So she just, uh, she clearly has feelings for Jesse and he doesn't see, he's keeping her at arm's length. Like he doesn't tell her about anything that's going on. Uh, Cassidy, like Cassidy knows a lot of other people know, she, he won't tell her, so she like acts out on her feelings with with Cassidy.
1: I, I don't think sh- she's acting out on feelings. I mean, if you look at Ruth Negga's face in that scene, she is barely involved in the actual act at all. She seems resigned to it more than anything. Um, I think it's what yeah. that's what Cassidy wants to do. Cassidy wants to have sex. Cassidy is attracted to her, so since she. I guess this ties into your point, but but since she can't have Jesse, she's going for this instead.
0: Yeah, that's what I mean. It, it connects her to Jesse. Yeah, I don't think she's super invested in ha- having sex with Cassidy, but uh, it, it connects her to Jesse, the act does. So she's mm-hmm. like, let's get this over with so I can use this later.
1: Should we talk about Odin a little bit? Good old Odin kid canon. What's going on with him. So after he had his moment in the church, he ends up meeting with Miles and a couple of other folks who are coming in uh, to talk about some political aspirations. And eventually, when Odin eventually sees them, he blasts them with a shotgun. So my guess when I watch this episode is something broke in get get last episode. Yes. Basically. Uh, what, what did you take off of that?
0: Yeah, I agree. I feel like, uh, like as we've seen, Jesse's power is not, uh, not, doesn't have great results. It has mm-hmm. unintended results a lot of the time. And it seems like he flipped some switch in, in Odin, uh, cannon. And that's bad news for, for him, for everybody.
1: Yeah. I mean, pretty clearly because he just straight up kills four people. Um, I So, when I had watched the previous episode, when, and I talked about this on the last podcast, but when uh, Jesse tells Kin Cannon to serve God, I thought there was going to be some sort of thing where he ends up like serving like being God's God. butler. Yeah, being God's butler. No, 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 like serving meat. Like to him, meat is God. So that would lead into certain things that are in the comic book that I think. At least, I think, without spoiling it, there's some fucked up stuff that happens with Kid Cat in the comic book that does not happen in the first season of the show, at the very least. I don't know, necessarily, if it's coming in the second season, uh, but that would imply... uh, Can I just come out and say it, since it's not a spoiler? Is that all right? Sure. Okay, so uh, in the books, there is this giant god made out of meat that Kincadden has sex with. Like, he goes into Uh a barn and he fucks this big pile of meat. A a meat god that he made? Yeah. I I think. It's never fully explained, if I remember correctly, but it's one of the last times you see Kincadden is just him totally naked, balls deep, and this thing made out of meat that kind of looks like a human, kind of looks like a god. So I thought when they said serve god, that was the direction they were sending in. Um, But that's not what happens and that's not what happens in this episode either. Um what a great way to go out though. Right? You know, making a meat balls meat deep person. in some sausages. July fourth get it
0: up. Man, I know what I'm doing the rest of the day. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I I think that church picnic has needs to hear about this.
1: Oh, should I text them about that? Hey guys, I'm just real quick making a meat god we can be balls deep in. <laughs>
0: They're like, bring it, we'll barbecue it. After you're finished.
1: Yeah. Of course. Oh, uh, somebody is in Virginia and don't know if they will make it back on time. I thought maybe for a second they were Virginia, but no, they're actually in Virginia. Now I'm really this curious a, where this picnic is.
0: Yeah, I mean, what are the area codes? I mean, this has got to be stunning for our listeners to really hear about this yeah. uh, church picnic.
1: It looks like New York. Somebody has a 347, but uh, there's a couple of 302s in there. I don't know what what that is.
0: Oh, shit, a student. Let's do listeners. Please hit us up with your favorite area code uh, and tell us what 302 is.
1: Yeah. Uh, write us in with your area code to comicbookclublive at gmail.com. And we'll tell you where you live. That's a fun, that's engagement. It's a fun game. Yeah. Oh, Delaware. That makes sense. Why that person's in Virginia then. Great. Uh, anything else we should talk about with this episode before we totally, uh, yeah. Well, there's else? a uh,
0: Jesse meets with uh, the angels.
1: That's right. Yes, he. he Uh, And go ahead. uh,
0: As I predicted, it's the voice of God. Yes, you guys didn't. I said that in the two episodes ago, and you guys like didn't blow up that I was right. So I love that.
1: Yeah, except it's not. It's not the voice of God. Well, they say it's the
0: voice of God in this episode.
1: They say what's inside of him isn't God.
0: But they say I think they say it's the voice of God.
1: No, no, they say. Uh, Jesse has believed that he's been serving God the entire time. And what the angels finally tell him is that what is inside of him is not God. And I think the implication that you're supposed to take from that is that if it's not, if he's not serving God, he's serving the other dude. Uh, is that, who do you? uh, Jared from subway. Yeah. That dude is
0: bad business, but he's got a great diet plan.
1: Yeah. And- I don't know. I don't know if that's the main thing that people think about him anymore. Um, Satan. Oh, is, has, has, the news, has there been news about him? Uh, there's been a lot of news. I'm to text this text chain really quick and tell them to look into what's going on with Jared from Subway. Uh, if they can tell me the latest news. Um, no, I think the implication at the end is he is serving Satan. That's what is inside of him. I'm not going to say if it is one way or the other, but it's not the voice of God.
0: Yeah, I didn't think that Satan—I didn't think that, because we got these angels are there. Like, it feels like they fucked up, and I feel like they never have the power of Satan just chilling in a coffee can.
1: Sure. I I think that that's fair to say. But the main thing that I think character-wise is happening in the scene is Jesse, over the past two episodes, has been so confident. He's just had this— blissful look on his face where he finally knows what he's doing in his life, he finally has faith, he finally knows God is there and has reached out to him and chose him for something, Uh, and he is presented with a stunning realization at the end of this episode that he is totally wrong. We don't know how he's wrong yet, and we'll find that out pretty soon, but as it is, he is not serving the God the way that he thinks he will. Similar to how Odin Kincannon is also not serving God the way that we think he should.
0: But Jesse doesn't seem like he is at all interested in relenting or slowing down. Like, I feel like sure. it doesn't really challenge his faith too much.
1: Um, I I think it challenges, it shakes it, is what I would suggest. That's what I took away from the scene. But it mm, sounds like you got something different.
0: Yeah, but that's the beauty of it. It can be interpreted in many ways. Yeah, And like what Pete got from this episode was probably like,
1: whoa, cool, awesome. <laughs> uh, I, I would actually suggest you listen to the last episode because Pete, uh when left to his own devices, has some very fascinating insights on things.
0: I agree. He says some crazy shit sometimes.
1: <laughs> yeah, we're we're saying slightly different things. Uh well let's uh we didn't really talk about Donnie at all. Do you want to talk about Donnie? I don't really care about Donnie that much. Yeah, Donnie
0: uh I don't I don't have too much to say about him. He feels like he's uh, a middleman. Mm -hmm. Quite literally. Yeah. So it seems like something bad is going to happen with him or to him eventually. Mm -hmm. But I don't know what yet. Yeah.
1: Um, All right. Let's move on to revelations then. What was your big thing that you found out this episode or liked this episode or uh, learned about upcoming episodes? Justin?
0: Uh, I really liked uh, the, the opening sequence. Mm hmm. So I'm very excited to find out how this uh the lone cowboy is gonna play into the show and like I wanna just see more from from him or of him.
1: Yeah. I What yeah. about you? I in particular uh Fiore and DeBlanc, the two angels, I just really like them a lot. Their delivery and the way they interact with the characters and the way they talk about stuff, I think is so weird and funny and watchable. They're yeah. The show is pretty crazy anyway, and pretty over the top. But for the most part, the performances are very grounded. Theirs are not at all. I like
0: they're like uh, characters from like the Fargo TV show or other Coen mm-hmm. Brooks movies. Like yeah. they are like weird and sort of funny and like bumbling in like a really good way.
1: Yeah, Fargo is a really good call there. They're definitely like if they showed up on that show, nobody would bat an eye. Yeah, exactly. Cool. All right, guys. If you like the show and want to support other shows that we do, patreon.com slash comic book club. Also, we do a live show every Tuesday night at 8 p.m. in New York that is totally free. We would love to talk Preacher with you live and in person. Justin, what else do you want to plug?
0: Uh, you can check us out on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at comic book live.
1: Check out our website, comic book club live dot com for this podcast and many more podcasts. And please check out our regular Bible podcast. We'll be starting with the first book and then moving on to the second book.
0: Yeah, it's going to be sweet. See see you on the cornhole.